0: kyler murray speaks what did he say quarterback controversies in training camp and my damn mystery segment all that more locked on nfl let's go you are locked on nfl
1: your daily nfl podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: welcome, and welcome, in. Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland, locked on NFL Thursday. Follow him on Twitter at TikTok Titans. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. You check him out Monday through Friday. All of your Tennessee Titans news, free and available on all platforms and on YouTube. Same for me with Ky- with Kyler Murray-led Arizona Cardinals. Um, <laughs> free and available on all platforms. Big show today. Uh, mystery segment in the third segment. I just thought of it. It's going to keep Tyler on his heels. Love that. Uh, next segment, we're going to talk about quarterback controversy. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Prickett, Kenny Prickett, geez, where is my brain? Uh, Kenny Pickett and, um, first Kyler Murray. So this is what's going to happen here. We're going to get right into it because this is going to be a long segment. I'm going to let Tyler speak on the quarterback for the team that I cover first. So setting the stage, Kyler Murray, um, was, uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted out a picture of a clause in Kyler Murray's recently signed massive contract that mm-hmm. stipulates that he has four hours of quote independent study a week. And if he doesn't watch film on his own for four hours a week, he will be seen as being in default of his contract. Michael Bidwell, I know because I cover and the um, ineptitude, ineptitude um, is a bound. It infuses the organization. I'll give my thoughts next, but Kyler Murray just spoke earlier today and He was much more sharp-tongued than we've heard from Kyler Murray up to this point. Mm -hmm. Tyler DM me. He's like, hey, we got to start with Kyler. I'm like, okay. Have to. The table's set, big boy. Go ahead. All right. Well, first and
1: foremost, I'm just going to just break it down from what he said to who it was aimed at and all of that. So first thing, Kyler Murray got out there and he said, hey, I couldn't have accomplished all that I've accomplished in my career If I didn't, you know, take my preparation seriously, if I didn't watch film, he called it a joke, all the conversation around him and his contract clause, and he called it disrespectful the way that people were talking about him. I'm guessing he means in the media, in social media. Well, number one, just to start with the content of what he said, what has Kyler Murray accomplished? I mean, other than, yeah, you know, for me, a guy covering football, never got close to being that good of an athlete. Yeah, you could say he's accomplished. Being great in college, he won the Heisman Trophy, right? Uh, one went number one overall, uh, has had a double digit winning season in the NFL. Okay, for your average person, me, people listening, yes, okay, those are major accomplishments. But compared to his peers, he's accomplished nothing, he's accomplished nothing, nothing more than Jalen Hurts from Philadelphia. And you don't see Jalen Hurts going out there saying, Well, everything that I've done, how dare you question. My work ethic. I, I just think it, it, it's it's preposterous and it gives us a window into... Remember, in the New York Times, just last year, Kyler Murray said, I'm not one of those guys who's going to go out there and kill myself watching film. He said it himself. That the team wouldn't have this contract, this in his contract if it wasn't a major concern for them as an organization. So, I, I just think it, it, it's incredibly... Uh, self-centered to get up there and say, "Look at everything I've done." Of course, I work hard, but well, there's working hard, which is you know, take care of your body, coming to practice, practicing hard, all that, and then there's going that extra level that the greats do. So, what he said to defend himself, I thought was preposterous. You've accomplished nothing in the NFL. In oh, the okay. NFL, okay, you know, okay, I'm gonna so touch okay. to say that. That's that's preposterous. You haven't done anything. And then on the flip side, he was aiming all of that at the people on social media, at the media. But look, the people who embarrassed you publicly are the people who wrote it into your contract and the people who leaked it so that you would be publicly embarrassed in hopes to change your behavior. He, What he said I thought was insane. Because relatively speaking, he hasn't accomplished anything in the league. And then I thought how he directed it at the media and people on social media was preposterous because the people who tied the rope and let him drop were his own organization. So uh, what he had to say I thought was off and who he aimed it at I thought was off. So I just thought it was an em- – the whole situation is an embarrassment for Kyler Murray and I don't think he did anything to change that.
0: Okay, you're wrong. Um, so <laughs> I'm just going to start with that. I'm just going to lead with that. Great Save start. Time one start. More time. start. Yeah. Say preposterous one more time. So here's the thing. I'm not gonna turn this into like a first thing. Like that's not I I think that you're sweet, but you're just very, very missing. You're what Kyler Murray did today is a representation of pretty much any time anybody has said anything bad about him in his life. Okay. So mm-hmm. let, let, let me let me frame it this way: Kyler Murray came out and was a lot more sharp-tongued than he has been in the media. People see him as aloof, as kind of quiet, weird, quirky. Mm -hmm. Just because people aren't loud doesn't mean they're dumb. Just because people aren't loud doesn't mean that they don't know what's going on. Those two things are ridiculous. But in our society, for some reason, quiet equals dumb. Quiet equals not informed. Quiet equals not a good leader. Quiet equals all these things. Is Kyler Murray a work in progress? A thousand percent. Is Kyler Murray not close to where he could potentially be? A thousand percent. Did the front office pull a power move on him? And and absolutely. Should Kyler Murray watch more film? A million percent. But with what he said today, what he's accomplished, nothing. If that's the case, 90% of quarterbacks playing right now have accomplished nothing. He won rookie of the year. He's been a pro bowler twice. Okay? So yeah, the majority yeah. of quarterbacks, and, and the problem is, and we talk about this with pretty much every topic in the NFL. The Patriots and Tom Brady ruined it for everybody because he was the only one that was accomplishing things for a long time in the AFC. Sure, people have gotten close. Ben won two. Ben's won two. Has Philip Rivers? Did Philip Rivers accomplish anything? I know he hasn't won a playoff game yet. Uh, he's going into his fourth year. And I've implored people, and I implore you now: don't compare him to anybody else. There's nobody. That's not how this works. No, it has to be. We compare everything. It's sports. There's nobody quarterbacking the Arizona Cardinals. There's nobody that is trying to get the Arizona Cardinals out of the doldrums of a 3-13 season where they average less points per game than the 2008 Detroit Lions who went 0-16. This is an impossible task that he's taking on. And the polarization between the fans who have been Cardinals fans for a long time, it's like... It's always Kyler's fault. It's not the front office. It's always Kyler's fault. it's not the front office. Watch him play football. Is he a finished product? No. But he 100 percent deserved to say everything that he said today, and I back him up. I, I stand I stand by Kyler for the majority of things. I will crit- but I'm not doing it without any sort of rational thought. I think he 100 percent said what needed to be said. He took ownership and he said, you know what? Watch me. And we'll find out in twenty twenty two what Kyler Murray's made of. I, I I think there are two things here. Uh, one of them I disagree with you,
1: one of them I agree with you. Number one, I think that it is absolutely fair to question whether Kyler Murray is getting as much juice out of the squeeze with his preparation. I and, and sure the, the 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 clear indicator is that they put that in the contract. That that tells the story of whether he does film work necessary or not. He doesn't. And he said that himself in that New York Times quote. So I think that we could say, hey, Kyler needs to do more. But I will end with, I agree with you, at the the end of it all, the biggest problem is the ineptitude of the Arizona Cardinals organization. I got to give a shout out to my guy, Drew Garrison, on Twitter who creates content for the Cincinnati Bengals. He said the Arizona Cardinals organization – has self-created their own distraction. This is a distraction now in NFL terms. This is a distraction. Your quarterback, star quarterback, star of your franchise, you just gave a big contract. He's got to go out here and have a surprise uh, press conference to defend himself because of the public crap storm that's been thrown on him by his own organization who clearly wanted that clause in the contract to get out there. So at the end of the day, I don't think Kyler's in the right and you could take that position, but we can both agree that the Cardinals organization did Kyler dirty, as dirty as you can do a dude, while on the other hand, giving him $230 million. Obviously, that's not dirty. I would take that in a second. But at at the end of the day, the Cardinals created this storm themselves by doing this. If you don't trust the guy and if you feel like you got to publicly shame the guy, through his contract, to get him to do what you want, then maybe don't give him $230 million. Either way, I don't think Kyler's in the right, and that's fair if you do, but we both can agree that the Cardinals organization just continues doing things that are mind-numbing. Yeah,
0: um, and I know we're going long. There's there's one last thing that I need Worth to it. mention here. There's yeah. one last thing that I need to mention here, that you could have sat down on a plush leather couch in Michael Bidwell's office and did a little on on, um, Hey, watch more film for us. This isn't like don't go bungee jumping, don't go skydiving, right. don't go right. cross country skiing blindfolded. That's not what this clause is. This is a right. direct attack on Kyler Murray's work ethic, and right. I am shocked. And 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 the last thing I'll say is to put it in the contract. It has to be a serious concern. Right? If you well for them, but you know what? Michael Bidwell has already said, Steve Keim, Cliff Kingsbury, you've done no wrong. You get five year extensions. It. This is so backwards. Right. Like. If you don't right. trust him, trade him. Right. Seriously, if right. you don't trust In him. Miami. And, yeah, you son of a beast thing. Hopefully not. Alex Clancy, locked, uh, locked on Cardinals. Yeah. Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland, Basically. follow him at Tic Tac Titans. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. He's Titans. I'm Cardinals. I'm Kyler Murray. Just <laughs> blood curdling through my brain and, and, and veins. Um Coming up next, quarterback controversies, quarterback competitions. I mean, for two teams that – Oh, the yeah. fall from grace is going to continue, it seems like. But we're going to talk about who should start, who shouldn't. Uh, next, Lockdown NFL first, Built Bar. There's no controversy with what the best protein bar on the planet is, and that's Built right. Bar. Cookie, dough, chunk, puff. Okay? Picture, you know, when you're seven years old, okay? Your mom's making you chocolate chip cookies for your birthday. And you see the cookie dough, and mom's like, nope, can't eat that. There's raw eggs in there. Picture that chocolate covered, good for you, 15 grams of protein, 160 calories. And it's in like a six bite magical treat. That's what cookie dough chunk puffs are. Puffs, uh, protein infused marshmallows, like Bilt Bar continues to make great tasting protein bars, and they're still good for you. So that's really much all you need to know. This is the future flavor. I have some sitting over there right now. I'm trying to ration them out So I don't eat three or four in one sitting, which I've done before. True story. Go to built.com and get yourself a box of cookie dough chunk pus today. Go to built.com. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off your order. That's 15% off with promo code locked 15 at (laughs) built.com.
1: All right, NFL fans, let's continue this Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Roland from Locked On Titans here with Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream, including the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Going to get Monday through Friday free. NFL conversation from the hosts of all of your favorite Locked On NFL podcasts. But uh, before we dive into our second topic of the day, which is quarterback battles going on in training camp, we got breaking news here. Me and Alex are going live right now on Thursday evening. Ryan Jensen, the starting star center of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, appears to have a serious knee injury that could knock him out for the foreseeable future after losing Alex Kappa. Um, the, the Bucks are going to be in a tough spot on the interior. And as we know, Tom Brady likes his interior fortified. That's what really matters to Tom Brady so he can step up in the pocket and do the things he likes to do. So a major injury already in the NFL. That'll be something to watch going forward throughout yeah. training camp. But another thing to watch going forward through training camp are the quarterback battles that are taking place around the league. And there are three of them that really popped into my mind. And there's one that I think there should be a fourth one that isn't one. And uh, that was going to be a full segment for us until I kind of pivoted to the larger topic at hand. So the three battles that I want to focus on here, Mitch Trubisky against Kenny Pickett, the rookie in Pittsburgh, which we may want to include Mason Rudolph in that because my intel tells me that Mason Rudolph Has been the best quarterback in Steelers camp. But that makes sense. He's had the most experience within the system and the organization. I still think it's between Trubisky and Pickett at the end of the day. And then you got Carolina, which is now Baker Mayfield versus Uh. Sam Darnold. And then you also have, I think this one's not as important, but you have Marcus Mariota against uh, the rookie Desmond Ritter down in Atlanta And the fourth one that I think should be in there. Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, but we'll talk about that later. We'll start in Pittsburgh, Alex. When you're looking at Jam- uh, you're looking at Jamar Chase in my head for some reason watching Bengals stuff, but you look at Mitch Trubisky versus Kenny Pickett, the rookie. Who do you think should win that battle, and who will win that battle?
0: The answer is one and the same, there, Bucko, and it should be and will be Mitchell Trubisky. But the problem is that Mitchell Trubisky is grouped in with guys like Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo. Fan bases just don't like them as a quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky won a lot of games in Chicago. He was a quadruple right. doink away from winning a playoff game against Philly. Like, <laughs> yeah. here's the thing. Jared Goff, number one truther. Okay, if I'm taking off my Arizona Cardinals hat. Jared Goff, number one truther. Okay. Taylor Heineke, for like 15 minutes, truther when he reached the pylon in the playoff game. Okay. You love Tampa tier Bay. three quarterbacks. Truther. Yes. truther. Mitchell Trubisky, truther. He's fluid in the pocket. He can run the ball. He doesn't yeah, have a terrible right. arm. And remember, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, when he really got his last chance to start, he was gangbusters through the first half of the season, I think. It was at least through the first mm-hmm. handful of games. Yeah. And this team is tailor-made for a guy who has some sort of control over his arm that Mason Rudolph doesn't seem to, even though he put up ridiculous numbers at Oak State. Like, that Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, the um the receiver that they drafted who's – who's um. Escaping me right now, Najee Harris, their offensive line is terrible compared to what it's I been. I think it was George pickett Yeah, in, in years past. But his fluidity in the pocket, he they can win games with Mitchell Trubisky. So I think it should yeah. be, and I think it will be, at least for the first half of this season. You know, I'm not
1: going to lie to you. I came in with the idea that it will be Mitchell Trubisky, but I was going to make a should argument for uh, Kenny Pickett. You talked me off of it, buddy. That's a great point. I think that the Steelers are ready to win some games right now with the rest of the roster that they have. Mitch Trubisky, because of his, I think his mobility is much better than Kenny Pickett. So yep. while neither of them, I think, are going to be explosive throwing the ball, if one guy's a much more explosive runner, that's going to lead you to winning more games right now. And I think that is what the Steelers want to do. I think the problem here ultimately is the upside of Kenny Pickett is just not high enough to put him in right away. That would be the argument. Kenny Pickett playing right away is that you want to cultivate that upside now so you can get the best out of him but I don't really think that Kenny Pickett at his best is going to be much better than Mitch Trubisky at his best and Kenny Pickett isn't going to be at his best in his rookie year so I agree with you. Go, go with Mitch Trubisky there. Uh, as for the second battle, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, who should win, who will win for me who should win and who will win is like you said exactly the same. It's got to be Baker Mayfield I just think he's a better player than Sam. And for the record, in these first couple of practices, Baker Mayfield has been running with the first team, Sam Darnold with the second team. You gave up what you gave up to get Baker and to bring him in. It rocks the boat in the quarterback room. I don't think you're willing to do that unless Baker takes those reins. Would you agree there, or is there another argument to be made?
0: No. We don't have to talk about that. being it will be Baker Mayfield. He's not a bad quarterback. He's just being painted as one.
1: Right, right, because he's a little bit of a can personality and the way things ended in oh, no. in Cleveland, all that right, right. He's never seen NFL. ghosts.
0: He's never seen ghosts. Okay? <laughs> true, true about
1: that. Man, what a crazy moment in Sam Darnold's <laughs> career. He'll he'll always he's not gonna be enough a good enough quarterback to get away from that moment. That's gonna right. follow him the rest of his life. Uh as for the third one, not as not as flashy, not as much pop on the third quarterback battle, but down in Atlanta, in the ATL, Marcus Mariota, who I know quite a bit about uh, with my Titans allegiance, and then Desmond Ritter, who I also know quite about. He's a guy from Ohio who watches Cincinnati football quite a bit. Uh, Alex, I say, hey, I know these guys pretty well, but
0: what do you got to say? Who should win that battle and who will? Um, This is actually tougher. Like Desmond Ritter's got a lot of Marcus Mariota in him. Yes. Right, I mean, they're same. they yes. the same kind of quarterback. I would still start Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is only in good until he's only good until you need him to be. Like yeah. when you need a third and eight, he's not the guy. When it's first and goal from the three, and you have those fun, uh, you know, th- uh, triple options or whatever, get him in the end zone. He's a big dude who can run the ball still for sure. We saw it in yep. Oakland, but like or in Vegas. But what I would like to one see is a game that he could play. Right, like. A dual hurt. quarterback system, I think, could really work in some capacity. Not 50-50. Mm-hmm. Not like, not like uh, Craig, whoever, uh, when Pepe Pearson was the running back at Ohio State, who the two <laughs> quarterbacks were, that they would go back and forth. I can't remember right now. It was before Craig Krenzel. Uh, but I would still roll with Marcus Mariota until that he can show that he can't throw the ball as far downfield to make Drake London and Kyle Pitts relevant. And then you right. just rip off the band-aid and you go with the kid. Yeah, right. I got. I, I, I'm going to use your Pittsburgh argument, but
1: but flip it. Atlanta's roster is not ready to win games. That might roster. be the worst roster in the entire league. And for me, if that's the case, and you're not immediately going to be able to win games, then go with the young guy. Their skill sets are close enough where they have good athleticism. They're a good person who's going to work hard and who's going to study and who's going to train and be ready and all that. But they simply don't have the the ability throwing the ball. That you would want, even though they're a good athlete with a good body, six foot four, all that. So because the skill sets are similar enough and there's not a lot on the line in terms of wins, I'm going with Desmond Ritter. We know that Marcus isn't gonna be the guy when Atlanta gets back to playing good football. Desmond Ritter could be. So because you're not you don't have a lot on the line this year in terms of wins and losses, you might as well give it to the young guy and see what you got. And I just want to say this last thing before we move on to Alex's mystery segment. I'm on my Brian Windhorst. Oh, God. What is going on in San Francisco? Debo's holding in. Elijah Mitchell, they're saying that they don't really believe that he's going to be durable already this early. They've come out and said, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, we're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Trey's team. Jimmy won't be here. Jimmy Garoppolo is the better player. (laughs) You are a team that needs to win right now. You don't have an immediate trade lined up for him. Your best player is holding in. Your top running back is now injured. Your coach and your GM are on the hot seat, even though they don't seem like they are. And you're going to go with a young quarterback. You're forcing him in there when he's not ready. He's not ready. Jimmy Garoppolo should still be the quarterback for the 49ers. They're trying to move too fast, and it's going to cost Shanahan and John Lynch their jobs. That's all I have to say about that. We're moving forward. We got Alex's mystery segment coming up I can't next. Tell you about
0: that? You're just you're just oh, going to yeah. drop the mic on in? that? Do you want in? Well, of course I do. Especially when we agree, I mean, it's like and this is to a much smaller degree in, you know, in my backyard, when Steve Kime, right after the draft pretty much said Zayvon Collins is the starting inside linebacker. Yes. Jordan Hicks can request a trade and it's 6 months before the season starts. We're like, "Hold on, and spoiler alert, Jordan Hicks started and played the majority of the snaps all year. Like, this is great news for the Cardinals in my backyard again. Jimmy Garoppolo is a top 18 quarterback, and he's never gotten any sort of – it's one NFC Championship game and one Super Bowl where you made one bad pass and your defense completely failed you in the second half. Like, that's Jimmy Garoppolo's fault. Give me a break. Yeah, I agree with you. And more power to him. Get Jimmy Garoppolo out of there. Get Elijah Mitchell out of there. Who cares? That's fantastic for the Cardinals and the NFC West. What is going on <laughs> in
1: San Francisco? Shout out Brian Windhorst. But moving forward, we got Alex's <laughs> mystery segment up to cap off the show. A banger Thursday banger. edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. We're continuing on next.
0: All right, final segment here, Locked on NFL Thursday. He is Tyler Rowland from Locked on Titans at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. You can check out all the Titans news Monday through Friday, free and available on all platforms. I am Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter Clancy's Corner. Locked on Cardinals, Monday through Friday, Cardinals news. A lot of stuff going on with Kyler Murray. So if you want some insight from somebody who covers the team every day or you know talks about the team every day, um, mm-hmm. me, that's me. Um, okay, me. so mystery segment, uh, I preface this every week. Tyler likes to do a lot of prep. He likes to write out points and he likes to read them because that's how he, that's how he operates. And that's how he gets his best, best foot forward and best content for. Absolutely perfect for him. Not how I do things. Um, Coming from a radio background, I like topics. I have my bullet points, but I'm not writing things out. I'm talking about it, you know, in stream of consciousness. I call it circular thinking, you know, the didgeridooters, the circular breathing, that's circular thinking, where you have your topic, you continue to think as you speak. That's what this is all about. So mystery segment I like to do with Tyler so he can prep. And um, this one is hypothetical. It's fun. It's not actual player or team related. Um, What's your favorite ice cream? No, that's not it. So it's um, (laughs) vanilla. Because, again, this is kind of Cardinal-centric. I kind of thought about this. Would you rather have a top 10 offense and a bottom 10 defense and special teams or a bottom 10 offense and a top 10 defense and special teams? in this day and age of the NFL? Hmm. Top 10 offense, bottom 10 defense and special teams, bottom 10 offense, top 10 defense and special teams. I can go first if you'd like.
1: No, I'll go. I I think you got a better chance to win with a top 10 defense and a top 10 special teams uh, and then a bottom 10 offense. Quite frankly, that's been the Tennessee Titans model (laughs) for the last 25 years. So I I think that you have a consistent defense because, see, you can have a great offense. And you're still going to have to compete. If your defense is so bad, the points that you score may not be enough. And while you're still going to have to score points, if you have a dominant defense and a dominant special teams, they're going to score you points, which is going to assist your offense with the point scoring task. So to me, give me the top 10 defense and the top 10 special teams, and I'll go with a bottom 10 offense that runs the ball. And uh, we'll find a way to be a competitive football team. So I, I would go with that.
0: Man, you've been wrong this whole podcast. I'm taking nope. the, I'm taking the other side. So Short the reason sided. why is the reason why is like the Packers won the Super Bowl with the technically the worst defense in the NFL that year. I think they gave the most yards, and I know that's not points per game. I know it's yards. Such that's an, that's an anomaly. Belt. Yeah, well, that's fine. It, it, but it proves my point, which is fantastic. Um, so it doesn't prove it; it, it strengthens. Well, I'll go it, with the Baltimore Ravens, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the early. The Baltimore 2000s, Ravens are the reason why we, we I chose the other going. side. The Baltimore Ravens are why I chose the other side because you can win games, but you need to score points with your offense to win to win deep playoff run games. Look, at I think happened. there are more Super Bowl champions of my design than Super Bowl champions of your design. Yeah, because up opinion. until 1995, nobody scored any offense,
1: <laughs> so it doesn't.
0: It, it, it's all based on it's all on a curve, like. If you can put up a thirty burger a game, you can win Super Bowls more more likely than if you put up twenty three points per game and give up fifteen or something. And that's the special teams is is the linchpin here. The special teams is yes. something that nobody thinks about. It's not just field goals. It's important. It's, yeah, field it's coverage on punts. It's everything like that. Like I would take the sixth best offense and the twenty third best defense and special teams as opposed to a top five defense and a top five special team. It's like the, the Chicago Bears
1: season. in the Super Bowl uh, against Peyton Manning in 2005,
0: 2004. Made, I mean, they, they almost won. Defenses.
1: They went to the oh. Super Bowl.
0: They didn't almost win jack.
1: No, I, they went to the Super Bowl. They almost won the Super Bowl in terms of they made it that far with a dynamite special teams led by Devin Hester and then an incredible defense led by Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, etc. So I, I believe in that model more than like you know, Peyton Manning's indie teams forever that never really got to the Super Bowl except one time.
0: Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland, Locked on NFL Thursday. <laughs> this is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. we like to have fun here. Thanks for making Locked on NFL your first listen each and every day. Coming up tomorrow, we got you locked. Chris Carter and your boy Q will rip through mm-hmm. all the top storylines around the NFL. Alex Lancy, Tyler Owen. we'll talk to you next Thursday, baby.